Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the man sitting next to me that referred to the Red Bull he brought me as a power cell is Doug. Hello. Uh, I will admit I actually had to do some emergency travel this week, so I did not get as much nerding in as I would like to, but we still had a pretty full whiteboard to discuss, because apparently you did. You picked up my slack. I, yes, I, I shot through my watch, my watch queue, my watch folder has gone down from 15 to 10 to, I think, um, maybe 7 gigs. I've, I've been a big movie watcher today, or this week. So you've just been lazy, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. okay with that. I was going to say, I won't give you that much shit. However, um, something that you and I had talked about quite some time ago that we wanted to discuss on the podcast is movies that scarred us as children. Oh, yes. Uh, and I want to talk to you. The reason it's on the whiteboard today is because of, um, hopefully you guys will start seeing our variant covers and posters up online soon, or possibly now. Who knows? But um, it was a caption on one of them referenced to the American Tale. I love that movie. But man, I cried so much the first time I saw that as a kid. Oh, yeah. At the end, when you think he's going to die in the fire or drowned, and you're just like, oh, God. To, to this day, oh. I, if somewhere out there, and, and even when they sing it on Community, I tear up. You are not the only one. Everybody I know that I talk to about that is like, that song always makes me a little bit sad. If, if we could get the rights, uh, it would play at the end of this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so everyone can cry at the end of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. It'll be like, okay, ask a supervillain and tears. Yeah. Yeah. They'll snap um, you right out of it. Other movies that scarred me as a child. Fox and a Hound. Oh, my God. I don't remember that one that well. Okay, so the problem with Fox and a Hound is that you have the Fox and the Hound and their friends, but it's one of those things about, you know, you can't fight against your nature, and the Hound's supposed to grow up and chase the Fox. Oh, no, it's it's, it's just not good. It's like watching Old Yeller. Cool. Old Yeller didn't, didn't hit me as, as hard as... It was like, oh, yeah, shoot the dog. Okay, I get it. Whatever. I never had to shoot a family dog, I'm assuming. Not that I no. did either, but still. Did you have a childhood pet? Not of note, no. I mean, I had... I was going to say, because you have allergies. I don't know if they extend to dogs. But... No, no. I'm not, I'm not allergic to dogs. Because the only pet I've only ever known you to have is a hedgehog. No, yeah, Grumpus. Uh, Grumpus is gone now. Grumpus has lost this world. Uh, has left this world. Um, yeah, you'll, ha- you'll have to excuse me. I've got I've got uh, an ear, uh, near blockage, so I'm not speaking as clearly or as coherently as I usually do. I gave you advice on how to deal with the water. The I'm air. not going to... You know, okay, well, t- tell you what, you keep going on childhood things, I'm going to do your little jump trick. You're going to stand up, put your head to the side, and jump up and down on one on, foot. On the op- is it opposite foot, or, well, okay, it does, bad, No, bad it doesn't knee, have to knee. be the opposite foot. You're just trying to, conf- <laughs> say, trying to conf- No, I'm just trying not to fall over. Okay, I think, I think you're done here. Okay. Didn't work, apparently. No, no. Okay, but now, other movies that totally... Do, do you have one in particular that stands out in your mind? That you know, upset you as a kid? That upset me as a kid? I was going to say, now, here's the funny thing. When um, I was a kid, we had the Bambi on record. It wasn't... I was going to say we didn't watch the movie, but Did we, you just hear the gunshot? Oh, they, it was a little bit of um, narration to it. So it was like the Bambi story with some of the songs from the movie and a little bit of uh, narration to it. And still... Bambi had songs? I don't remember Bambi having songs. Trip, trip, drop in the April showers. Uh-uh. Well, it didn't have a lot. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so we had the record, and the part when it gets to his mom dying, he keeps saying, you know, mom, and she's not there. Oh, my God, as a kid. Just bawling. 
<laughs> to vinyl. That's I know. That's, crying a, that's, to vinyl. A, that's a depressing visual. No, and it's it, I have two siblings that are pretty close to me in age, so all of us were just like we would after the first time we just totally would not listen to that part of the record. We're like, nope, done. <laughs> And um, even as late as uh, The Lion King, because I was much older when that happened, but the part when Mufasa dies and he's trying to wake him up, and you're just like, oh my god. It's so sad. Cho Simba. Cho Simba? Cho Simba. Mm. That was the Kung Pao. Remember the Kung Pao where the spirit Mufasa comes back to him oh, and yeah. he's like, yes, Simba, I'm the chosen one. Cho Simba. <laughs> Totally remember this that. is CNN. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, well, how about this? Are there any movies that you're gonna try and stop your daughter from watching because they upset you too much as a kid? Um, I remember being upset. Or maybe like I remember being upset with ET, but not not because it made me sad. Um, but because of how the people acted in it. Like as a child, I was just like, well, this is bullshit. Like I I just like I could not get in. I I didn't like it as a kid. I didn't like it. As, I don't like it as an adult. Like it's just, it it upset me in terms of like that. I I just I couldn't get into it. Um, I don't think I had any movies that really. Uh, I mean, I had books when I read them as a kid that like like where the red fern grows. If you're gonna go foxes and hounds, oh, um, where the red, red fern, fern grows, grows got to me as a kid. The Outsiders got to me as a kid. I don't know if you ever happened to read it. I reread it like years ago, but not. Yeah, no. The Outsiders got to me as a kid because there's a character who's an incredibly sympathetic character that ends up dying in a fire saving these kids. Well, he dies slightly. Is that afterwards. Soda Pop? No, it's not Soda Pop. Soda Pop's his brother. Is it Daryl? Derry? I can't remember the character's name now, and it's gonna bother me because I haven't watched Is it. it one wasn't there a guy named Derry? Yep. I think Daryl was a guy named. Well, his brothers were. Um, no, no. See, now I can't remember what the oldest brother's name was because it was it was Soda Pop and Pony Boy. Stiggle, Pony Boy. Stiggle. Is it Stiggle? Yeah, Stiggle. I was gonna say, but like I said, and the character ends up dying, and like I said, he's just he's a very sympathetic character who's kind of had a hard lot in life, and you're just like, oh, crap. I just remember I had to go to my mom and be like, "Were you a soch or a greaser?" And she's like, "Yeah, I was pretty much off the social radar back then," and I was like, "Oh." Also, that was set in the 50s. My mom was born in 50, so it's like... Yeah, no, it's She's like, I was with, 10. Like, and I'm like, oh, It's the same oh, okay. thing with my parents. Well, it was really funny, though, because I was talking to them, because, you know, they were kind of hippies when they were in college. My mother tells this great story about going to see 2001 and everybody, there being so much pot smoke there that they could put on a laser show. That would be awesome if you did a laser show with 2001. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, Which was interesting because, um, like I said, I, I had traveled this week, so I actually... Got to wander around the campus where both my parents went to school, which oh, was interesting. Cool. Which was interesting. And my, I was going to say, see some of the houses they grew up in and places that they lived after they were newly married and whatnot. Were they married after high school or after no, they college? No, they met said. in college. I was going to say, because they both went to the same school and were getting degrees in music. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they met when they were in college. Um, so, it says on my whiteboard, I'm going to jump to books real quick, that you finished reading Damned. I, did finish, I, I finished reading Chuck Palahniuk's Damned, and this is his uh, worst-reviewed book. Um, and the premise of it basically is it's um, like a Judy Bloom book uh, slash like the Breakfast Club set in hell. And um, okay, you say Breakfast Club set in hell, and I really want to see that movie. 
I want to see Emilio Estevez deal with the Breakfast Club in hell. There's a jock in it. I mean, he plays every... Every nuance. Yeah. Every, it, every stereotypical but, but, character. And, and I'm not going to get into the, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the English major guy pulling it apart. Um, but, uh, no, and, and there are going to be no spoilers here. I, I can do this without them. But, uh, the hidden, what, what Paul Nick calls a hidden gun, um... What a twist. What a twist. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I didn't I didn't see coming and when it happened, it was like, oh, okay, well that doesn't really change a lot of the story. It changes the character to some extent, it changes their motivation. But um and this I can say, um what I thought was a different kind of hidden gun, and he did it in three words right at the end, was to be continued. Interesting. Yeah, like, it was one of those where I thought he was going to have, like, a kind of a Neil Gaiman pacing where he wraps everything up in the last third, um, and hit the to-be-continued. I went, whoa, and the, actually the next book comes out in October called Doomed, um, which I will get. Um, excuse me. Um, but it actually irritates me that he's writing that one. Excuse me, next. Um, instead of? Uh, instead of his original... Uh, originally planned trilogy set around Rant. I... I loved No, Rant. I don't think I read Rant. The, the time because, travel... No, I don't. I never read Rant. Oh, so that's more so because good. of lack of availability of time. I'll put it on the things to Oh, Rant list. is so good. It's, it's, it's done in a... And this is one of those things I've always loved about Polnick, and I've, I've really tried to okay. impart I on put, myself... CN on my board. Do we think I'll remember? CP? I meant CP, sorry. Yeah. Or you can just text me and I'll explain it Well, it, it says rant by CP. You'll, yeah. All I can think now is corporal punishment. CP Changs? <laughs> That's not right. Um, I'm supposed to yell at a Chinese food restaurant. It's on my list. Um, but no, uh, yeah, rants an, in an oral biography. And that's what I really liked about Polnick is he just, every book he goes, okay, what's kind of what's a, a way to write that you don't see very often? And I'm looking at your copy of, of, of a few of his books, and, you know, Survivor yeah, was written there. completely in flashback. Um, and even Fight Club wasn't completely flashback because it jumps forward, or it jumps back to the present at the end. But um, Well, I've got Diary over there. Diary was really... Was it written as a diary? I don't believe so. Um... Okay, well, that takes that one out. However, it was written where they kept certain bits of key information from you until she would flash back. Yeah, that's... But, uh... It wasn't sequential, which is fine. But Pygmies, Broken English, and... English. Um, English. Oh, yeah, big on English. Um, you know, and the, you know, kind of the young adult take with uh, Damned and all that. And I've always fascinated that he would... You know, he attempts to do these things, and that's what I try to do in some of my writing, where I go. Well, I see it as a, a challenge to himself, but yeah. Absolutely, but I've really tried to impart that on on some of the stuff I write, so it's it's really neat. Um, I can see why it wasn't well reviewed. Um, I thought the pacing was a little clunky, to say the least. Do you have a? a it seems like parts of it were completely edited out. Do you have a, a book <laughs> reviewer that you trust, like someone where you read their reviews on books? Or they recommend something and you'll read it based, um, simply based on the recommendation. Not on I can't books. say I have a I don't, professional I don't, critic that I trust, but I do have a few people. Not, not for books. Uh, well, um, 
professional or not? Or, not professional necessarily. Um, I've got a few. I have, I've yet to find a real good professional book critic. Yeah, I'm not. That I yeah. trust. I have a few movie and restaurant wise yeah, yeah, yeah. that I will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did Restaurant wise, since our local critic moved, but um, still. I'd say for for books, my big ones are my friend uh, Rob, who pointed me completely away from the end of the Gunslinger series. Um, he's like, don't even worry about reading it. Um, it's always interesting when somebody says something like that to you when they're like, read this ex- well, read these books, but don't read these books. They're like, read this part of the series and then just stop. Well, he's... And Rob's a big... Um, Rob and I are both... Maybe I'm not so much anymore, but um, is a big um, Stephen King fan. And he was really excited. We were both excited when Stephen King was uh, about to put out the rest of the, whatever, like three books of the Gunslinger series. Um, but he was just like, it's not... And part of it was that uh, King puts himself in it, which is always a risky maneuver. You either do it right or you do it wrong. Adaptation. Is a right way to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, Grant Morrison in Animal Man, right way to do it. Yeah. Um, I hope when, if it ever sees light However, of day... I really hated Everything is Illuminated. Wrong way to do it. Fuck that book. Wrong. Okay. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's... Uh, but apparently, yeah, Gunslinger was a bad way to do it. And I hope... If it ever sees the light of day, I hope that if I ever publish Black Falls, I hope I did it right. I did it very minimalist way, so... Um, I don't know. I kind of think that in everything you ever write, you're already in it, so why do you need to be so obtuse about it? Um, mine was like, he had like a, a like a hallucination to... You say that, and all I can think is the, the little bit in... Uh... Uh, th- I was going to say fear and loathing, and he's like, there I was. Holy shit, shit there, there I, I am! am. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I love that moment. Oh, that gag is so fantastic, especially since it's just the old guy. Did you ever see Rum Diary? I know. I haven't seen Rum Diary yet. It. The question you have to... Uh, did you ever read the book? Yes, I did. However, I have to say, highly underrated were the Buffalo Rome with Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray and Peter Boyle? Yeah. Highly underrated. Highly underrated. I, I like fear and loathing a bit more, but... Um, but, but no, where the Buffalo Room is good. Film. For that, for when it was made. I know that Hunter S. Thompson wasn't very fond of it. He wasn't really happy with the finished product. But no. I really liked it. I really yeah. Um, if you kind of divorce yourself a bit from Thompson from it, then the first time I watched it, I was unaware of the fact that he wasn't happy with it, and really enjoyed it. And that enjoyment hasn't been taken away just because I know he wasn't happy with it. Yeah, but you know. I know Alan Moore's not happy about anything, but I still saw... I still like V for Vendetta. I've taken on so many dates to that movie. To V for Vendetta? Well, because I was single when that came out, so I got taken out on like three or four dates to that movie. I'm like, really? That's not a date movie. It is not a date movie. And obviously did, did anyone ever follow up with like, so, now we've seen V for Vendetta, how about some V for Vagina? And we're going to move on. That's, okay. why, that's why I'm single. Um, I was going to say, so... Um, What's I was gonna say, but you enjoyed Rant. You liked Rant. And I love that Rant. he was trying to do the, something different with his writing. Are we on Rant or are we on Damned? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Is that I it? got distracted. No, um, Damned. So you want the follow? I was gonna say you. I'm I'm, the I'm interested to, to see what where he goes with it. I'm interested to see where he goes with it. Okay. Um. Well, it's on my things to consume list. Unfortunately, I still haven't gotten my chicken and waffles or bear claw, so we'll see where that. Bear claw. Goes. And that's exactly why I want one too. Every time it's I, just, I it's just time, for Pam. No, every time I rewatch Archer and she does the bear claw gag, I'm like, ooh, I want a bear claw. I always want shit snacks. I can make you some brownies that are shaped oddly. 
Uh, that just made me think of the cock cookies from Death to Smoochie. It's a rocket, Doug. <laughs> it's a rocket! Um, I actually read an excellent book this week as well. I read a book called Needle in the Groove by Jeff Noon. This one was a really hard read because it's written very stream of consciousness. Okay. And it's recommended to me by a friend who, in general, recommends really good books to me, but they all tend to be really hard reads because it's that type of thing. They tend to be very stream of consciousness. This one ended up being almost a cyclical story because it's revolving around the main character who's a bass player. I know it sounds bad, but it's actually pretty good. And him ending up uh, finding out a little bit more about his history, about you know his parentage and how he got to where he was and some of the other people in his life. And um, there is a, I was going to say, there is a slightly sci-fi element to it, but I don't want to spoil it because it's a little bit hard to explain. So I'll leave it alone. But yeah, I highly recommend Needle in the Groove by Jeff Noon. You'll like Rand. Well, ba- based on, no, based on what you just described, you'll like Rand. Like I said, it was, it was a little bit of a hard read because it's very stream of consciousness. So a lot of times, this is going to sound assy when I say it, instead of periods for sentences, it would just be like um, slashes to kind of lead one thought into the next. Interesting. So yeah, no, but I ended up really enjoying it. And uh, I was going to say, unfortunately, since I did travel this week, I did not get nearly as much done as I wanted to. Uh, don't worry. I, uh, I, that's probably why I had the fire of doing was subconsciously... Uh, you're like, Deb's not going to do anything this Deb's week. Deb's not, yeah. Deb's out. I got to absorb the pop culture this week. So, um, that's going to go into mistakes I made this week. Travel. Man, traveling is bad. Traveling <laughs> last minute in a high-stress situation is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a mistake. Well, you can't really call that a mistake, can you? I mean, you had to. It's a mistake in that I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. I knew it was going to be bad because I was traveling in a very limited amount of time, pushing myself to try and not miss hardly any work at all. But I, I don't sleep well in strange places, so it's like I went all these days without good sleep, and then I had to come back and... I was going to say come back and go straight to work and people and Doug I'm sorry feel free to correct me on this people do not know how to control their fucking children I'm sorry there is no excuse for your three year old having a tantrum on a plane well it's hard well okay I say tantrum Doug I did not say being loud I said tantrum completely different well I can play devil's advocate in terms of you know children on planes is just rough they don't you can't really it's Doug, she's three. By three, you should have some understanding of your behavior. Well, but the, kids will act how you expect them to act. If you treat yeah, them yeah, but like what I'm saying is like they're in a won't. giant metal canister. Their ears are pressurizing. I can understand like the discomfort and them freaking out about it. There are very easy ways to deal with it. If you give your kids some gum to chew or a sucker to suck on, that helps them pop their ears. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's good news for my three-year-old. Not that I travel you. anywhere, but. I'm sorry, I cannot imagine your three-year-old being as much of a brat and having a meltdown like this. No, no. Well, Sid, my daughter Sydney is... I didn't know if you wanted to name check her, so... <laughs> she's not famous. No, it's just um, one of those things where some people tend to be very private about their children. No, no. So, like I said, I didn't... Um, no, my daughter Sid's always been super calm, even as a baby, so, I mean, to have her freak out, period, would be a rarity. But it's just one of those things where I could tell... 
from us waiting in the terminal and then us boarding that he didn't expect this kid to behave at all. Uh, and she yeah. obviously did not respect him as an authority figure in that's, the slightest. That's unfortunate, yeah. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, nice. And it, I will admit, since I do tend to work in a bar environment, most of the time when I see kids, they're horrible children because the parent has their child in a bar. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I've been around many well-behaved children. It's just not the norm for me because when I do come into contact with kids, it's with a parent that feels like it's okay to bring their child into a bar. That's pretty much all I need to say. And not like a bar restaurant during the day where you're like... Oh, no. I mean, bar restaurant during the day. Because that's what it is. It's basically a restaurant during the day. Which is fine, but... Which is... There's... Okay, people, there's a very easy way to tell whether it's appropriate or not to bring your child somewhere. If they have a high chair, bring your child in. If they don't, don't take your kid there. Yep. It's a big, big clue as to whether or not the environment is appropriate for your child. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, but no, it's like, it's it's 9 o'clock at night on a Friday. And yeah, You have your 2-year-old no. No. Oh, in no. a bar. No, the kid should be home, if not asleep, but at home. But like I said, it's just one of those things where on the norm, I do not come into contact with good children. Don't get me wrong, I've been around many well-behaved kids in that age group. But it, it all comes down to parenting. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I completely agree. The other mistake I made this week, and I can't even really necessarily say it is a mistake, but I can't say I did not fare well in the South. <laughs> not at all. One, not used to humidity. Not even a little bit. I'm used to being in like the 0% humidity. Yeah. And so, like I said, my first comment was, who left the shower on? God. God left the shower on in the, in the Pretty South. Pretty much. And it's so weird to me that I'm in a landlocked state, and it's still humidity. Yeah. I don't get it. Low altitude. Fair enough. Admittedly, since I'm from high altitude, I could run for, like, ever. Because there's so much air, but we get there was a rainstorm that happened, and afterwards, I'm like, I can't breathe. There's too much water in the air. I don't like it. Yeah, but I bet you could drink like a fish. Actually, I did not drink the entire time I was there. Wow, really? Well, all I had was beer, and I'm not a big beer drinker, and okay. also... Does one really want to heavily drink around one's family? Yes. <laughs> not even a moment's hesitation. No, I did not drink the entire time I was there. However, when I was in the Minneapolis airport, because I had a layover there, that is a very oddly set up airport, because I ended up waiting in the, a little it, terminal that is had... Is it in the shape of a prince symbol? <laughs> no, I wish. I was going to say, I was only there for a layover, so I wasn't there for very long. But I was in a little terminal that had gates in the four corners, and in the center was a round bar. Like, literally. Like a... It was a bar. A bar, like a drinking bar. Like, yeah, okay. to serve drinks and whatnot. Big round bar in the middle of, just like I said, like this a terminal. Pylon. No. Okay. No, in the middle of this terminal, and there were people there drinking at 9.30 in the morning on a Friday. You don't know it's... The, it, yeah, but, you know. Well, for me, it would have been 7.30 in the morning on a Friday, Even but better. still. Ugh. I, I don't like flying, so to get drunk before I get on a plane is not... And to the biggest mistake I made this week, so I watched The Green Hornet. I warned you! I felt it's obligated! The, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, ever made! Ever it was, made! It was terrible. It was terrible, and I, in general, really enjoy Seth Rogen. This was no, not... No, this was bad. Was and he had really a big bad. hand in writing it, too, so I'm like... Did he have a big hand in writing it? Well, it just... It, credits him as half of the writing duo. Oh. But no, it was bad. Especially the end, when they're in like the half a car and driving it everywhere. I don't remember it. I've tried oh, to lock God. it out. Green Hornet was so bad. It was terrible. I warned you. Oh, I felt obligated. 
However, would you like to talk about a mistake you made this week? The chess do well, something that you watched this or some is, things that you watched? Yeah, this is... Uh, I'll only reveal at the end which one was a mistake, but this will lead into uh, Love It or Shovel It. Uh, and I have one for that, too, but go ahead. Um, I watched... Like I said, I, I've been a big movie guy this week. Oh, however, one last thing about the South. I swear to God, I went two days without having a fresh vegetable. What the hell's up with that? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they're all fried or, like you said, poached with bacon. I mean... Which admittedly Don't get me wrong, awesome, Southern hospitality was great. I was just, I was dying for like some spinach. At the end of that, I'm like, I really want a piece of fish and some asparagus. <laughs> yeah, good asparagus in the South. Um, I love asparagus. But every time I eat it, I just think of that scene from Wolf, where uh, where Jack Nicholson and uh, James Bader are like, trying to alpha, alpha male each other, and, uh, and Jack Nicholson pees on James Bader's shoes. Uh, and James Peter goes, "Hey man, it's suede." And uh, Jack Nicholson goes, "Hey man, it's asparagus." So it's like, oh yeah, I every time I eat asparagus, I just I think, "Hey man, it's suede." Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I did not mean to distract. But however, you real reveal which one that was the mistake you made out of at, many at the, movies, at the very yes, end, the many movies you so, watched. So, um, just in in order of that that. I think that I watched them, but uh, um, written down on the whiteboard. Yeah, I, I slammed through a bunch. I've got uh, I watched Killing Them Softly mm-hmm. with uh, 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 James Gandolfini and um, uh, what's his name uh, Richard Jenkins and Brad Pitt. It was not at all what I expected. I highly recommend it. Okay, okay. so obviously that's not the mistake. Um, well, tell me a little bit more about it. It was just this awesome, like low budget. Neo noir, like you say neo noir, and I just think brick immediately. It's I I could do a film festival with like I said like with brick with kiss kiss um, bang bang kiss kiss bang bang killing them softly. I mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it wouldn't no Veronica Mars. Sorry, go ahead. It wouldn't be, but I mean it's just it wasn't at all what I expected, and you've got you get it, it and it's just it's based on this book that called Coogan's Trade by someone who I've never heard of but I'm definitely going to look into it I can't think of the writer's name off the top of my head um but just like at first I thought it was going to be kind of a kind of an indie action movie like in the same vein as Jack Reacher okay um you know and a kind of a mindless action-y something you the, could put on and listen to but not really yeah cause the, you know the posters and the you know it's all just you know Brad Pitt with a shotgun and I'm like yeah whatever by the first like ten minutes, I was just sucked into it, and it's just awesome. Okay. Awesome. Okay, killing them softly. Killing them softly. Love it. Great. Um, I watched uh, Burt Wonderstone or the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Funny, funny. Uh, Jim Carrey's hilarious as like the Chris Angel esque character. You say that I don't want to watch it. It's Jim Carrey is a Chris Angel as character. Uh, yeah, he hosts. Sold. It. Instead of what is it? Instead of Mind Freak, it's Brain Rapist. <laughs> Brain Rapist. Yeah, it's yeah, and uh, it's great because I think Chris Angel and David Copperfield were um like uh, consultants on it, so it's uh really you know the magic. Really? Because yeah. I don't think Chris Angel has a sense of humor about himself. Oh, uh, I don't. They don't. I don't think they care if he does or not at this point because it. It was, but it was really, it was funny, but um, it, it formulaic. I mean, just formulaic. Cliche ridden. 
Yeah, just in terms of the of, of, of the cliche plot beats. Ridden. I should have said cliche riddled. That would have been better. Oh well. Riddled, ridden, yeah. But yeah, just in terms of of, of, of plot beats, it was like okay. I just I, realized I left the air conditioner on. I'm sorry if everybody's been listening to that for the first half hour. Just a whirr in the background. So sorry. Um. Well, we'll see if you know. It's an oversight I, on we'll my part. We'll see if I can I salvage any of this probably easily. Um. That was so the chair, not Deb. Oh, that was the love seat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I swear that was my chair. uh, Let me see if I can do it again. You can never do it again. Um, (laughs) This is one of a hundred things. um, But, uh, no, it was good. I liked uh, uh, Gillian uh, Gillian Jacobs for all of of five minutes. Um, I actually, I'd really like to see her in other things other than the community. I haven't seen this yet. That's been a while since she's the stripper in Choke. Yeah, she's uh, my name's not. I was gonna say Cherry's not my real name. Yeah, I was gonna say Cherry yeah. Daiquiri. I think was the name of the character. It is. I have uh-huh. one of the coasters I think around here. You know, it's, I still think it's weird that it's Agent Coulson is the guy that adapted and directed Choke, and he's in it. I mean, he plays a character in the in the movie, but hmm. yeah, Clark Gregg. So, um, okay. So, what, but, what but Burt Winstrom was was oh, good. Okay, sorry. Um, the comedy with uh, Tim Heidecker. Um, just one of the most awkward movies I've ever seen and bear in mind I've seen every comedy from the guys that do the state like David Wayne okay did you like the Tim and Eric awesome show nope I hated couldn't it. stand it I hated uh, was it Tom Goes to the Mayor I hated that too yeah I didn't like it either there were parts of Tim and Eric awesome show that I liked like the the John C. Riley doctor sketches were really funny oh it's John C. Riley. yeah but, yeah, um, no, I hated it. I, yeah, it was just... I found it pretty much unwatchable. Yeah, I just... I, but they hired Tim Heidecker and, and and Eric, whatever his name is. Awesome. To be, Yeah, to be in this too. Um, because they were so good at, at Awkward. And the movie makes you... I mean, it's not a comedy. Spoiler alert, it's not a comedy. But it's... um. It's just this, like, aging hipster's awkward, like... Steps through life. If we're gonna do that, I'd rather watch Portlandia. Yeah, yeah. Put this, a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Um, still Sorry. one of my favorite jokes. Well, it's just the one that makes me laugh every time because I kept pestering you about it the first time we were recording blocks of uh, some segments, and so you put the little cart and cards cardinal icon on it. Cause I yeah, so I, could, so I could identify. Like it. I said, so I would shut up and stop saying, put a bird on it. And I put a bird on it, and it's still, that's how I, uh... Identify it. Mm-hmm. And, and every, every time we record now, you have to put icons on the tracks, um, so I can differentiate. The, the bird is one of the, uh, the segments. Um, I watched, uh, in theaters now, I watched, uh, Now You See Me. So, yes, I watched two magician movies this week. It's like when you watch The Illusionist and The Prestige back-to-back. Yeah, we're not gonna, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a minute, because I still... I don't remember the illusionist that well, but I, I, I remember the prestige, and I didn't like the end. <laughs> I, really I hated the twist at the end. I thought it was silly. I really like David Bowie's Tesla. I was gonna say this all goes back to the podcast started with movies where David Bowie cameoed. I love you, David Bowie. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you saw now, now, you now you see me was good. The, once again, the twist at the end of that one, I was like, oh, uh, okay. It seems so buried that. Like, when you see it, you're like, I don't even... Okay. Well, there was two twists at the end, if you remember correctly. Of which? One. 
Are we on? Prestige. Oh, I'm on. Uh, oh, no, you're I'm on, on Now, now you, you See Me. Me. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you're on Now You See Me. Yeah, but both. Had, was it, it was buried and you were just like. Yeah, uh, it, it just, it was one of those right. it was like, oh. And I got, I had pegged, I had pegged like what was going to happen. Uh-huh. I just didn't peg who it was going to happen to type of thing. Okay. I was like, oh, well, one of these characters has got to have this connection to a different character. And I was right, but I just didn't have the, didn't the have correct the characters. characters. Okay. So it was one of those like. I was still a little surprised because I was like, oh, I just didn't, okay, but I knew it was all right. I mean, I like that, you know, special effects for, for a magic movie, are, it, it's always just going to be fun. So, and Woody Harrelson was really funny in it, and um, Jesse Eisenberg is just Jesse Eisenberg and everything. I kind of just want to, like, watch a video of Woody Harrelson just kind of, you know, reminiscing about anything. At all, yeah. Like just much. have him ramble. Yeah, pretty much. Have like, him talk about whatever happens to come to mind. I want to hear him ramble about like the Hunger Game he survived, like as the character that survived the Hunger Game. You didn't read the books, did you? No. Okay. Does he in the books? No, he doesn't like to talk about it at all, ever. Well, he smokes pot. I bet we could pry it out of him. <laughs> it's like him and McConaughey have a fucking pot farm somewhere where they just don't wear shoes. Play the bongos naked together. Play the bongos naked. Um, okay. All right. Yes. Uh, and finally, and I haven't been doing the love it, shove it, so... Um, well, we can, I thought we were going to do that at the end when you revealed which one was your mistake. Oh, uh, this one? Good movie. I love P.T. Anderson. But I watched The Master. I finally got around to seeing The Master. Everyone, please stop singing Metallica in your head. And... Uh, Great acting, great direction. I still have no fucking clue what those people were talking about in the entire movie. Like, it is so... ubiquitous. It's just... And it's so... And some of the physical acting is so distracting where it's like, why is Joaquin Phoenix walking and standing like that for two hours? Where you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh yeah, you drink Aftershave. The whole movie. Or like draining. Is he an alcoholic? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, well, they they drank. Yeah, time. well, and this is all set in the um, early fifties. And there, yeah, there's You're a the scene. Reason my there's a scene where you. he. There's a scene where he drains the ethanol from a torpedo. Um, he's a World War Two vet, um, and they drink that, and then he mixes, like gasoline and gin and like aftershave, and makes like carries around the flask. He just gets fucked up on the worst shit. Um, it sounds terrible. It's, and it's, maybe I'm just, you know, like, I, I like P.T. Anderson. Um, and, and part of it was I kind of wanted, um, when Philip Seymour Hoffman is talking to Joaquin Phoenix and says, I, I took your flask and I drank it, can you make more? I just really wanted him to yell like, I drank your concoction! I drank it up! Like, that never yeah. happened. But I would like to have seen it. Um, no, it, it just, I, I literally, I'm just like, I'm going, I have no clue what's actually happening in this movie. I have no clue. No clue. But it was shot beautifully. Fair enough. So that was my, like, love to shovel it. You know, like, well, maybe I'm just not the right guy. Maybe I just didn't get it. Well, here's the question. Which one was the mistake? 
the master. It was the mistake because yeah. you love to shovel it. You think maybe if you watched it a few more times, or it's God, just I don't know if I could watch it a few more times. I might watch it one more time. Would you watch it with commentary? Because that maybe that, that seems maybe. like something that might help. Maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I actually rewatched something recently for the first time that I haven't seen in forever, and it was a love it. I rewatched Escape from for Escape from New York. Nice. Okay, so. I think one of the reasons why I like that movie so much is by the time I watched it, it was very campy. It was so campy. Mm. Well, L.A. was campy for camp's sake. But it was just one of those things where it's like... Was New York calling... played straight? Huh? Was New York played straight? Did they play it, like, seriously? Kind of. Because L.A. was so campy. No, they kind of actually played it seriously. There was a okay. few parts in there that were a little bit campy. But the part where they're dragging him to fight in some kind of live-or-die style ring war with what looks like a 1950s, I mean, a 1920s strongman. Hilarious. But he's wearing the Joey Buttafuoco pants with combat boots that have metal shin guards and Snake Plimkins... Plimkin? Yeah, Snake... Snake Pliskin. Snake Pliskin. P.S. How is that a name for a hard-ass? Dude, Snake Plissken. That's a badass name. has a tattoo coming out from his crotch of a snake on his stomach. I almost died laughing. It was awesome. You're you're remembering this or no? I'm not remembering the tattoo. Yeah, no, well, because he has a shirt on for most of it, but the part when they're making him fight, yeah, he has a tattoo coming out of his pants in the crotch area that's a snake. Do whatever. Snake Plissken's awesome. Snake Plissken. I will back... Like, he is... Oh, and One of my I favorite love, movie, love, Tough Men. Love that he has an eye patch, and they never explain no. why. I don't care. That's fine. I'm totally fine with it. But I love it. No, yeah, it's like the scene in Escape from L.A. where uh, Bruce Campbell's playing the uh, Surgeon General of Beverly Hills. That was the chair. Um, and he's about to like cut out one of, uh, well, cut out his eye, and he goes, "Such a pretty eye. Shame there's only one." Oh, oh yeah, L.A. was really bad. He saves his own life by playing basketball. That's pretty funny. I was going to say, and Ernest Borgnine is actually in Escape from New York, which is funny. Is he? He plays the captain. There's just this kind of weird guy that he happens to run into that helps him. Uh, the equivalent in L.A. To, was... Before he takes him to the brain, Harry Dean Stanton. Molly Ringwald's dead. Or the security guard in The Avengers. Or, uh, who is he? He gave the Hulk in, some who, pants. He gave the Hulk some pants. Who, um, yeah, that was how I, I saw Now You See Me. I just thought of reviewing it as that movie where Bruce Banner hunts down the guys from Zombieland. Um, Her well, Mark Ruffalo takes out the guy from Zombieland. Oh, well, it's two oh, of them. Right. It's, it's Jesse Eisenberg it's, as well. Yeah, yeah Jesse Eisenberg. Um, with uh, James uh, James Gunn's ex-wife is in it too, Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she's married to um, Sasha Baron Cohen now. Oh no, I'm thinking of maybe they're not. I don't think that's his ex-wife. No, that's yeah, not. Yeah, she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. They have a couple kids. No, he, he was married to the the one that's jobs. off of the. Uh, um, he was James Gunn was married to what's her name from the Office. Um, My face is very blank right now. Yeah, I it's, don't want... it's unimportant. Mm-mm. 
Except for James Gunn's directing comic book movie. Unfortunately. A Marvel comic book movie. I was going to say, unfortunately, I've yet to get around to playing Lollipop Chainsaw, but I'll work on that. Oh, it's so good. I'm not huge on video games simply because I never played them as a kid, so I'm always like, what's the point? It's hack and slash. I did get sucked into Portals, but it's a puzzle game, and that's normally the kind of game that I get sucked into. No, yeah, Lollipop's a a hack and slash. I know it's a hack and slash, but since it's James Gunn and he worked on the plot... Because he was talking about, ah, he, like I said, he really wanted the. Because I was listening to the Nerdist where they're interviewing him about uh-huh. it. He talked about how, how how hard he worked on the dialogue and the yeah, plot oh, yeah. of that. So that's the only reason I really want to do all well, the it's, it's, it's funny. I got that for Christmas um, from my daughter's mom, and we were. I was like, well, I'll let the kid watch it because well, she's two. At the time, she was, she was yeah, she was uh, two two and a half, um, and we wouldn't let her watch like Walking Dead because it was too realistic. Um, if I had seen Walking Dead when I was the head age, it would have horrified me. Well, I saw... Oh, okay, hold on. Write down horrifying to... horrifying kid movie. Again? Yeah, and I'll... I got one, I got one, I got one, I got one. I got one. Um, I got one. Um, but, uh... And I was gonna let my... You'll have to excuse me, I'm a little gassy. I've been drinking, uh... You shouldn't say that Shaquille... after we've been moving around on the couch. Well, burping, Sorry. Uh, I've been drinking uh, Shaquille O'Neal's new line of uh, sodas instead of water. This well, it's my Arizona tea, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it Arizona? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's a soda so- shack. Soda shack. What flavor is this? Uh, it's blueberries and cream, or blueberry cream soda. So. Oh, that sounds just terrible. Mm-hmm. But I'll keep that to myself. Mm. It's blueberry cream soda. It's not bad. I don't taste any shack in it, which is good. It doesn't make me want to be like Kazam. Um, ooh. ooh, or steel. <laughs> um, they made fun of the fact that he can't throw free throws in a comic book movie. Ugh. Anyway, Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, so yes, you thought we you'd were, let Sid watch it. Well, I thought, I'd let, and I was like, well, it's a car- it's cartoony enough. I'm like, and she sees I've got a controller. She understands it's a game. It's fake. And she's a pretty smart kid. And she's she, yeah, she's a, oh yeah, she reads, she's sharp. She and this reads is comic a, books. Yeah, and this is not me being a parent going, like, oh my kid's special. And she's I mean, she's actually like fucking smart um thanks to Dora she speaks better Spanish than I do um and I yeah and I took it in college for Christ's sake but uh yeah we were gonna let her watch it uh and then uh the zombies kept saying fuck and you're like and I'm like oh well the language is a little blue so you're out on that one so but yeah I mean it's a it's a fun game I'd be very interested to see how you take on some of the mini games that were difficult for me Honestly, I am a terrible person when it comes to that because if mini games are hard, I will totally look up how to do them online. You can't. I mean, no. I'm, oh no, they tell you how to do it. I'm that. <laughs> a, oh, is it a matter of timing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Timing or uh, being on a being on a clock, okay, which I hate. Thing, honestly, I hate being on the clock what in a I'll game. Probably do, which is what I've done with things in the past. Is I'll get the game and make a friend play it, and I'll watch it. Uh. I'm yeah. not. I'm yeah. not going to tell you how I beat it on record. No, that's fine. Because it's 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 a cheap way to do it. No, don't. I, I'll don't tell. tell me. I'll tell you. I'll t- tell you afterwards if you want me to. No, no. no um, you need to tell me. But no, uh, I want to say. Speaking of, of zombies and horrifying, if you would seen it as a kid, um, and maybe this isn't the same thing as making you cry. Um, no, no. Sadness. This is, this is, we were talking about children's movies. This yeah. Is just a movie that scared you. Yeah. This was my dad. Um, is a big horror fan. And uh, where I, I got my love for early Stephen King um, from him. And uh, to this day, I remember the first book I ever read with the word fuck in it was Stephen King's It that he let me borrow. Um, so thank you, Stephen King, for 
both ruining and enhancing my life with that word. But no, uh, my dad would show me uh, horror movies. Because he'd be like, well, that's what I want to watch, and the kid's here, and that's just a coincidence. <laughs> that's lovely parenting, I know. But um, So, and things, <laughs> things that scarred you as a child. Watching Poltergeist, where to this day, I'm 32, I can't sleep with my arms or legs over the edge of the bed for fear of the thing that grabbed the uh, the clown doll. Um, and I, it's not the howling. It's, I, th- I believe it's Wolfen, where it's a werewolf movie. And the way they shed, and this has got a, a slightly visual component, I'll try to describe it as best I could while I'm doing hand motions for Deb. Um, if you've ever, have you seen Wolfen? No. Oh my God. So how they shapeshift is by shedding their human skin and the wolf part comes out of their mouth. Yeah. So, okay, it's, I can see where so this like, is going. It's, so it's yeah. almost like the body's peeling off. Yeah. Okay. Through the human mouth, and then it like sheds the skin. You know, I feel like I have seen this. Okay. These pieces well, of it. Did they I, ever play it on Sundays? Like the Sunday matinee movie on TV? No, 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 no. This wouldn't. This might have been. This might have been late night on Channel Two, but not during the day. Yeah. During the day was like Casablanca and uh, Clash of the Titans. An FBI. And yeah, an FBI. Um, but no, and at such a young age, I saw that, it scared the shit out of me. But then that's how I thought dogs were made. Like, my child brain was like, that's where dogs come from? Dogs are people? Yeah, who had, like, shed their skin like that. Oh, so I was afraid of dogs? I was afraid of dogs for, like, weeks, and I couldn't, like, articulate it to my, to my parents. I'm like, well, my dad knew, and I think just secretly enjoyed it. Um, thought it was a little hilarious. But yeah, like trying to articulate that to my mom, where I'm like, ah, the dogs used to be people, and it's the whole, the, they come out of their mouths. And Couldn't mom's, explain it. Yeah, like I could not, and my mom's just like, he's, why is he afraid of dogs for, no it, it was like, and this was even, as an adult, when I watched The Ring, I didn't like fucking mirrors for like a week. I was like, dude, fuck mirrors. Which, thank God I don't shave very often. So... Um, pretty clean shaven right now. I, like, yeah, well... Like, trimmed up. I've got, and I, oh, and I trimmed the mustache a little different way, so it's, yeah... Um, so I keep playing with it like I've tied someone to a railroad track somewhere. Um, I was going to say, twiddling your mustache. Yeah, you like, right yeah, like snidely whiplash. Yeah. Um, hey, you'll never get her in time for the three tanda Yuma. That was mixed references. Uh, so that was, yeah, so that's horrifying childhood memories, or uh, movies on my side of things. So I'm trying to think of a movie that really scared me as a kid, and I'm coming up blank. Maybe I just blocked it out that well. Um... I remember we watched Gnaw, G-N-A-W. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that one with the genetically mutated giant? No, but and you also had to understand that I was pretty sheltered as a kid. My parents were never, ever big this on was horror. On, this would be Channel 2 in the afternoons. Yeah, my parents were never big on horror, and they actually, well, they tried their best to try to control the content that I saw when I was that young, so I'm trying to think if I watched anything that scared me. Well, Gnaw's big climax... <laughs> And the movie came out in the 70s, so I'm not like worried I about... I watched Candyman at a friend's place at some point, and that scared the shit that, out of me. Yeah, I don't remember Candyman getting to me, but I I remember being creeped the fuck out by Candyman. But hold on. Nas, Nas Climax, you'll love this. Okay. Reason to see it. You don't have to put it on your board, but I mean, if you ever get around to it. Um, I remember the being house... out by the worms in Dune when I was really young, but I wasn't afraid of them. I just thought they were creepy. Hold on, hold Sorry, on. Sorry, go ahead. You gotta hear the payoff on this. The house is being overrun by giant rats. Uh, or mice. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. And to show 
the audience, mm-hmm. the film-going audience, the, the one, their amazing productive uh, or production value, um, and to show you the, the danger that these people were in, being trapped in a house, being overrun, that outside they were being overrun by giant rodents, was like a house probably the size of my fist, uh, maybe double the size of my fist, and mice running over it, around it, like, to the point where you're like, that's not fucking scary. That's... You know what, actually, I have a similar one to that, and I don't know the name of the film. It's a black and white, and it's supposed to be something about moles or voiles um, getting big and attacking uh, people. Uh, but they were like midgets in costumes. No, they were German shepherds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, You know what I mean? They were German shepherds. It was called... Um, and it was just one of those things oh. where they didn't even move like um, moles or voiles would. And it was extra funny because it was they like they like welded some car for like a tank. You, you know what I'm talking I about, I know. Right? The, oh, they used, they to, used to show it at a bar that we used to work at. They used to they show showed, it at, at... They did show that at the wine bar uh-huh, a lot. And yeah. then over at the Continental Club, they used and to it was play Jenny. Like it was, that it was, and the Defilers a lot. Yeah, and I'm trying to... See, you know the one I'm talking about? I can't remember what it was called. They all looked like the rodents of unusual size or whatever. They did, from... except their legs were too long because they were German shepherds, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they moved wrong. Did you ever see Actually, the concept Actually, you know what? The Princess for... Bride, the rodents of unusual size, totally creeped me the hell out when I was a kid. See, I you know what creeped me out as a kid was the um, the weird that weird darkness monster that Atreyu fights in the swamp in oh, uh, Never Ending. That Never Ending story, cry as a kid, bawling when Atreyu when the horse dies. Oh my god, when his horse sinks into this oh the swamp of despair. Oh my or god, whatever. so much crying when I was a kid. That movie, I remember not getting into that movie at all. Like I was just like, this is fucking it. It was like when I was a kid and my dad would watch Doctor Who, and um, and I'm like, I, this is way too fucking weird for me. Like, I don't get it at all. I was like six, so that's that makes sense. But um, but watching like Never Ending Story, like my whole my kid brain was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Like, what the like? How is it real? Is it a book? Is there a, a flying dog dragon? It's so like a Chinese dragon. You hadn't developed quite like, enough to understand it. Was, it. And it was dark, and I was like, this isn't, like, what? And then the horse is sinking, but he's got a track of this giant, ah, what the hell? Did you ever um, watch The Black Cauldron when you were here? I loved The Black Cauldron when I was a kid. Isn't that the only Disney movie that doesn't have a happy ending? Uh, then. Now, maybe they might have, like, ambiguous. I I don't think so. No? But I haven't watched a lot of Disney movies lately. I think the newest Disney movie I've seen is, um, Brave. I didn't see Brave. It was enjoyable, not great. But enjoyable. Did you hear about the whole fufura on that one? Have you seen the pictures between the young her and the grown-up version of her? Because it's kind of hoary. Where did they put her in a princess or no? No, um, they're doing Brave 2. And the character of Meridia is supposed to be grown up. And they show the picture of her as a little girl. And then they have her grown up. And she's kind of hoary grown up. It's not good. Huh. No, and it's really funny because I, they, they, there was a discussion of it online by the blog I read, Blogus. I've read you a bunch of excerpts uh, the by her. Yeah. And she showed the picture to her daughter, and her daughter thought the grown-up version of her was her evil twin. <laughs> she, she does look kind of hoary in that. Maybe I'll see it. Great. I'm going to fuck that dragon to death. I'd like to see you try. <sighs> so I actually did get to watch a new series this week because it was my I'm leaving to work or I'm falling asleep or I'm completely brain dead because I just traveled for three days. Uh-huh. I watched John Benjamin Has a Van. I have been looking for that on 
the like the whole I guess the only season I've been looking for well, the first season. Well, it's on hiatus just because they're working on Bob's Burgers and Archer, so it's not like yeah. it's been canceled. They're just not making. But Patton Oswald pops up on yes, it. Yes, he makes. I think Pasein's on it. I don't remember seeing Pasein, but like I said, I was also either brain dead or busy when I watched most of it. However, there's a gag in there that I love where he gets bit by a Hasidic Jew. And turns into a Hasidic Jew on the, I was going to say, on Shabbos, which is awesome. And then something happens where, well, because he gets bit during a road rage incident. He gets in a road rage incident and gets bit by a gay guy, so he's now a gay Hasidic Jew. And you see him with the curls and the hat and the, I was going to say, all the regalia on top. But underneath, he's wearing short shorts and rollerblading. I know he's roller skating with the sucker. It's disturbing and fantastic. I ended up really liking it. As, Sounds like, like I a said, Dead Milkman song. It does, actually. I was going to say, it's something yeah, that I could pop the in. the left-handed and, lesbian Eskimo. Exactly. Like I said, it's something I could pop in and out of easily. It totally relaxed me, like I said, when I was going to sleep. But it was still really funny. I actually, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. However, what's extra funny is, you know, his regular speaking voice is Archer's voice. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff he's saying, I'm just picturing Archer saying. It's like listening to the uh, Aisha Taylor um, Arisha Tyler um, podcast. Are you picturing Lana? It's it's just it's Although it's Lana. Does, it's Lana interviewing. Looks a lot like Lana. So yeah, she does. It's like um, God, what's the actress who plays his mother whose name is escaping? Uh, Jessica Walter. Jessica Walter looks like uh, Mallory Archer. Well, they pitched. It's in the script that it says, "Imagine." Um, Jessica Walter. Well, imagine the mom from Arrested Development <laughs> running and this. That's, ex- that's running, exactly. And then they is. were like, "Well, let's get Jessica Walter and." She has an excellent sense of humor. I, yeah. I finished watching the new episodes of Arrested Development. What'd you think? Did you finish watching them? Oh, yeah. I love Maybe's storyline. It cracks me up so much. Especially the running gag about her getting the royalties check, uh, Gangy 4 facelift. Oh, that and that plays out like, oh, just the interweaving well, of... I was going to say, because they put that check in there real early, but they don't explain it until yeah. Maybe's story, which is much later oh, on. Oh, yeah. And I love that. I also love that it's the callback to her creating the horror series Gangy after seeing her grandma get a, get a facelift. A, yeah. Well, get I don't think I said it was peel. a facelift. It was it a chemical peel? Yeah. And she's like, she's I'm about thirsty. to she's about to horrify a generation. Ah! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gangy four facelift. Yeah. I just no. like Jeff Garland made a comeback. Like you know, came back in that. Like they had pretty much everybody come. No, back. I loved the interweaving of all of the stories. I thought that was well played out. But they have to either do a movie or do another season because it ends. Oh, it's there. It's going to be a movie. Like I said, it ends with I think what uh, Michael uh, George Michael smacking him in the face for banging his girlfriend. Uh huh. Um, also played by Ilsa Fisher. Yeah. That's where I was like, I'm like, what the fuck have I seen her in recently? That yeah, Rest Development, Elsa Fisher. I loved that her name was okay. Rebel Alley, based on that. Um, Ron Howard and his wife uh, named their kids their middle names. Yeah. Based on where they were conceived. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's but why you Rebel get... Alley's now even funnier. Yeah, like they were conceived in. An, uh, he said in an interview that you know, uh, obviously Bryce Dallas was. Conceived in Dallas, um, was, uh, uh, I can't think of the, 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 all the kids' names, but he's got like twin boys or something, and um, their middle names cross like the street in London. Okay. And they go, oh, like cross street, and he goes, well, I thought Volvo was a bad middle name for kids. Oh. Oh, it's so funny. Wow. But yeah, the fact that like it was like and her name Howard. was Allie, I was like. Oh, that's funny. Ron Howard also has an excellent sense of humor about himself in the Arrested Development episode. My issue with Arrested Development with the new season 
was that Ron Howard was in it. So it seemed like a lot of Ron Howard because he was not only in it, but then he narrated it. It was like, dude, I'm almost sick of your voice right now. I actually didn't have a problem with that. I did love all the gags about him being in the office with the lower ceiling because the people above him either... Because like, Grazer to, wanted uh, like, yeah. so wanted it to be sunken or have the, uh, I was going to say, vaulted ceilings. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like Hollywood. Oh, the pot shots at... Um, that sounds like Hollywood. At, is it, um, what's his name, Schumacher? Yes. All the pot shots at him were hilarious. Oh, no, it was uh, Jerry Brockheimer. Brockheimer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I also really loved is the whole face block thing, expl- fake block thing, exploding ex- into George Michael's face. Because I was like, it's okay, fake block will take care of that. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, he keeps going. Uh, <sighs> and I like, the, I, don't, I don't think they explain what face block is. Until fake block. Fake block. I don't think they explain it until much later. So you just, you're like, wait, he's working on software? And then it gets... Back that it's an app for a fake... For a wood block. Fake wood block. Mm. And there's already three of them, apparently. Fake block. Yeah, no. With better names. I love fake block, though. That totally cracked me up. However, we are actually coming up on an hour. I know it doesn't feel like it. And I only have uh, one thing left on our list which is social contract asshole. Now, I admit, like I said, I had more than this, but I was also traveling in a high-stress situation, so I discounted a few. One of the ones I discounted was about carry-on luggage. And you know what? I'm discounting this one simply because it's the airline's fucking fault. If they weren't such douchebags about checked baggage, then I wouldn't have be having these carry-on issues. Because there was just so many people on the flights I was on. And you have to understand that my sister and I managed to cram three days' worth of clothing for both of us into one carry-on. So, like I said, we were totally down for leaving as much space for everybody else as we could. But nice. just some of the crap people were trying to fit in there as a carry-on. And I'm like, you know what? This is the airline's fault for making it so difficult. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Okay. So, however, because I was in such cramped quarters with people, <laughs> coughing and sneezing. Okay, dude, seriously. Tissue or the crook of your elbow? Coughing and sneezing in your hand does not help. I have seen people sneeze in their hand and then open a door. Or look at it. Oh my god. Well, the looking at it thing's kind of compulsive. Because, I mean, if you sneeze, you kind of want to know if there's blood in there. It's horrible, but okay. True, but horrible. No, it's true. It's like coughing and sneezing. Cover your mouth, but don't do it with your hand. You're yeah, still just spreading the, the germs. In cramped quarters, you're going to be touching a lot. God, that's like, just that cough and sneeze into the crook of your elbow. Let's try and keep germs to ourselves. That's what they teach kids. It's the vampire sneeze or Dracula sneeze. That's always what I thought about it as, too. Did they actually call it that? Uh-huh, yeah. No. The Dracula sneeze and uh-huh. or cough. Yeah. But like I said, very close quarters. Everybody's uncomfortable. Ugh, let's not all add a cold to that. I'm very sorry. That was my phone. No idea. I was going to say, I'm very sorry. That was my phone. Uh, I'm just waiting for an important text. But yes. Dude, cover your mouth. Social contract, asshole. Oh, it's bad. I'm I'm with you. Um, I'm not a germaphobe by any means, but uh, I I teach my daughter how to sneeze into the crook of her elbow. I have always well, done it based on that. We were we were in the service industry, and you can't sneeze in your hands. I actually to this day have like the oddest affected sneeze. I sound like I'm sneezing like a cat because I've worked in the service industry for too long. Yes, like. And people are like, what the hell was that? I'm like, I'm sorry. I've worked in the service industry for so long. It's almost like the the inner sneeze, if that makes sense. The inner sneeze. But yeah, it's, ugh, I mean, little kids, they're little kids. They're, they're going to do They're working it. on it. They're trying it. But I'm talking about, like, actual adults. Like I said, 
the sneeze in the hand and then like the typing on the computer or putting it on the counter at the coffee shop and you're like Ugh. Ah. and I like I said I'm much like you I'm not a germaphobe either I was going to say I don't but it's carry common the, I don't carry the hand sanitizer in my purse or anything I, like don't, I don't use any of that stuff I don't even care yeah germs look at my body like spring break in like 80s Cambodia where they're like yeah we don't want to go there I'm pretty much sick all the time but a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a terrible sleeper so. no I just I between the alcohol and cigarettes and poor diet like I'm 90% toxins like I make no ifs ands or buts about it I and would make the phrase there's blood in my alcohol content gets said pretty frequently yeah when I can actually slur it yeah I was talking about myself but okay oh. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I don't worry about germs. They can't actually survive in my body. Um, ah! What is that? Oh, it's monster, Doug. The germs can't survive your body. No. Is that, I adapt like the Hulk? Pretty much. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. You think you're adaptable? I am. Mm. I think if you put me on Jupiter's atmosphere, I'd die, but... I just haven't seen you in situations where you've needed to adapt. However, I digress. I was going to say... And unfortunately, since it was a interesting week, you're is, far you're far less delirious than I thought you'd be. I have the way a, you almost threatened fun. Uh, I did. Being, thre- you, I did yeah, you're like, it's gonna be fun, and I'm like, I will it's admit, gonna I hurt. actually got really good rest last night, which I didn't think was gonna happen, because, like I said, I had to get up at quarter to five Eastern time. I mean, quarter to six Eastern time, which is quarter to four Mountain time. Which is where yeah we're in Mountain time. I was going to say, and catch a flight and get back while there was a layover involved in there, and then go immediately from home. I was probably home for like a half hour before I had to leave for work. And then I got done with work at midnight. I thought today was going to be horrifying. That's why I bought you the Red Bull. I'm always buying you the Red Bull. I know, but this time I was like, conscious effort, yeah, to... But no, I actually got really good sleep, which I didn't think was going to happen. So, I, I am far less delirious than I thought, but I was pretty bad at work last night. Oh, yeah, well, like I said, it's, it's, the way you were, it's like, it's gonna be fun, and I'm like, it's gonna well, hurt. You wanted, you wanted to give me a pass, and I'm like, oh no, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it. It's gonna be fun. Well, you know, and I was gonna give you a pass, so I, you know, and I was like, well, I'll be downtown anyway, I was gonna go see a couple movies, um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have minded, if, you know, being tired, I understand that. Oh no, I'm totally fine. Um, In fact, this is probably good because it will get me mentally ramped, so to speak, for my day at work since it's going to be another long day. All right. However, like I said, we will let all of you go back to whatever lives you happen to have. So. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our super villain friend of the show. Hello. Well, we have some listener questions for you if you'd like to answer them. I'd be happy to answer some questions for you. Jon Snow of Castle Blackass, what is your favorite food and why? I like macaroni and cheese with cut-up hot dogs. Not only is it an excellent comfort food, but it reminds me of my childhood in the darkness and shadows. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!